0: Hello and welcome to Nerd Punches Nerd the only podcast where a bunch of nerds pretend to physically fight over minor pop culture minutiae, And uh, today we have a very special guest. That's right. Our old buddy Sam. Can Woo! you believe? Can you believe it? On a final eve got him on the show.
1: Uh... <laughs> Finally, it's, it's an honor. It's yeah. an honor to be included. Yeah, well, on your no, it's an
2: honor to have you. I, I, it's, I think I speak for everyone here at Nerd Punches Nerd that it, it's always <laughs> exciting to have you on the show. Every, every time we just have a blast. Um, you know, and uh, <laughs> I think the fans love you too, Sam. Uh, so I think uh, I'm
0: very happy to have you again on uh this uh, Martin Luther King Day weekend. That's
1: Thank right. you. I, I appreciate it.
0: Well, all right. That's already dating the recording I, I don't know how fast i'm going to get it up but sure badge thank <laughs> you for you we, know revealing. Jeremy, we did
2: like a christmas one once
0: yeah, Our weird Al one was no, i was guess it, that's a true and that took yeah, like a whatever. month to finish but yeah it was a month long weird out christmas <laughs> that's right so, that's so, so yeah
1: just just for for chronology's sake this podcast was recorded after the star wars movie came out that's correct this is yeah. as, as
0: the title might suggest a last jedi spoiler-filled podcast. And now, it's been over a month wow. since the... That's not true. It's been almost a month since the movie came out, so you've had plenty of time to see it, I guess. Whatever. There's plenty of spoilers on the internet by this point. You can avoid yeah. it by just not going to the sites that have, like, pop culture stuff. It's pretty simple. I just want
1: to point out, Um, I only just watched this movie yesterday, mm-hmm. and... I am a person who lives on the internet and I very successfully avoided all spoilers. So, uh it can be done. Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. yeah. I... You just have to avoid certain types of sites that do things like this is the explanation behind Luke's tragic scene. Like, oh god damn it. Now I know there's a tragic scene with Luke or something like that. You know, like those kinds yeah. of things. They're like the clickbaity right. stuff that like don't say the spoiler but kind of spoil something. So if you can stay away from that kind of thing, that's good. So, I feel like YouTube is probably
2: the, the, the most tricky one if you're going to try to avoid stuff. Because oh, yeah, there yeah. are you know, all sorts of videos or video suggestions that will pop up.
0: Well, so. that's certainly true. All right, so what we're going to do is go around the room, as it were, and what we're going to say is, <laughs> is something about – a potential character prequel because later this year there's supposed to be a prequel about Han Solo called Solo, a Star Wars story. And we don't need to get into the specifics of that because the truth is, there isn't even a trailer yet, so who knows? But what we're going to do is just say if we could pick a character from any of the official Star Wars movies and have a prequel, and it has to be one that doesn't have a prequel already, so you know, you can't use Obi Wan, you can't use Anakin. You know, because they have kind of prequels about them. But uh, other than that, you know, it's basically open. So let's start around the bend, and let's start with Mr. Benji. Go ahead. I was thinking that it's hard, it's hard to think because so many would be uh,
2: interesting. Like, it would definitely be interesting to do a Darth Maul one, but that's not my choice. My choice is Jabba the Hutt. Now, it sounds kind of like I'm doing this as, like, a joke thing, but kind of not. Like, think about, think about... Like you would you would get more of that side of um and I think they probably do that with any spin off they have with, with Boba Fett or Boba Fett, sorry Star Wars fans. Um uh but uh but knowing about the kind of like criminal under space, under galaxy um yeah. uh, that uh, that that that, you know, exists in this universe, particularly under the, the time, you know, that the empire is taking over, um, would be really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. uh, seeing how Jabba the Hutt, um, you know, uh, uh, what's the term? not solidifies his power, but, uh, consolidates his power. It'd also be interesting to think about like him, like, like <laughs> what, like even I was thinking like, what was he like when he was born? Like, what was like, like, I don't know what the, I don't know. Are, are the creatures, called huts or is that just like
0: a, a name is that for the, him? Yeah. Like the name of the crime family. I think it's like the name of his family.
2: I think so too. So I'm wondering like what, like where he's from. Like, I mean, maybe like, I guess it's possible. Maybe he was just one of the creatures that was like enslaved um, or maybe not totally. Like it would be interesting right. to think about like where he's from. There probably is some sort of origin thing with him oh. out there, but, we'll, but, but whatever um, it is, I think yeah. it would be interesting to see what, he would do because again, like most of the, it seems like most of the movies at least are focused on like, um, the hero on like a
3: characters.
2: well, also like the wars and, and the and and the things like that and the big stuff, not, the epics. quote unquote yeah, not the quote unquote everyday people you could say, right. um, sort of is but but not exactly. So it would be interesting to see. I feel like that's kind of that was kind of what uh you know they're trying to do with Firefly, which was sort of show you know. Like that sort of side of 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 what a sort of intergalactic empire's uh, universe would actually be like in terms of the day to day in the criminal underworld, um, so I think it would just be interesting to see what happens with uh, Jabba the Hutt.
0: Right. I mean, I'm sure if we looked on Wikipedia, it would say that he's like some kind of slugulon or something. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But um, I I am not about Star Wars names. I'm not about to look at Wikipedia. <laughs> So alright. <laughs> alright, let's move on. There are definitely some angry
2: Star Wars fans who might hear this at at some point. Be like, you ask me, you don't know the drama is from the the fluff upon Five or, or whatever he's from. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just did a version right. of Babylon Five. Right, right. Yeah, okay. Sam's favorite show.
1: Alright, Sam, you're up. <laughs> okay. So so that was a good answer, Benji, but I have a better answer.
3: Fool. Okay.
1: Okay. Ooh, the challenge. character of Star Wars that I would most like to see a prequel showing the origin is obviously Lando fucking Calrissian.
3: Oh, that's a good right. point.
1: Okay. Lando, He's he is a, a rogue, a scoundrel, a gambler, an entrepreneur. He <laughs> is um, Han Solo's best friend other than Chewie. Um mm-hmm. But, but, you know, like, he's, he's a great character that there's clearly, like, so many stories to tell about him um, that have not been told. And I would be much more excited to see a movie about him than about even, you know, young. I'd rather see that than, than see the Solo movie or to see the young Obi-Wan story or really anyone. He's, well, he is the number one character that I want to see on screen.
0: He I is think there would be a
1: huge market for people wanting to see
0: Well, he um, is going to be... On his backstory. Yeah. In the new movie, the new solo movie, he's played by uh, Donald Glover. Uh which is great casting, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: that is I mean, I could see that. Donald Glover, that works.
0: I mean, I have to assume that he'll be a big part of the movie, but it's not going to be his movie exactly. Yes. But I could exactly. easily see him stealing the movie, but that's, you know, wink wink. Um all right. Yeah, these are good choices. So, you know, you know, <laughs> I think that there's a lot of choices, you know, you can you could pick like a stupid answer and it's like, I want to pick Gunner number 16. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares about that kind of thing. I kind of want to Gunner see... number
1: 16 is his actual name is is Guns Fight Man. Listen, don't oh, no. don't get confused. Don't forget
0: there is a, we're fat... a pilot whatever yeah, no, we're i was say, say don't forget Sam. There is a character from the first movie, the fat fighter pilot whose That's name true. is Porkins. Right, <laughs> that's what his name is. <laughs> and that is not a joke. <laughs> <The best. laughs> his name is Jed actually Porkins. Jed <laughs> Porkins. Is Jed? Jed Porkins. Yeah, Jed Porkins. <laughs> Yeah, so, don't ask me how I know that. And every, and yes, obviously there've been jokes, and someone made a YouTube video about how he was so fat that's why he crashed on the Death Star and he wasn't shot down. Ha ha ha! <laughs> Didn't they do an homage to him in this movie? I think they had a little like
2: Jed type guy. I, I think
0: they did. There was there was a, a guy who there was looked guy. like him. Maybe I him, like that but... was a nod. A dumb nod. Like that's what the fans <laughs> want to see. <laughs> more, more. Paul Clark, Star Wars. So <laughs> I did think about saying Porkins, but actually, the character I kind of want to see is like Maz Kanata, you know, the little weird lady. Okay. From Force Awakens, who like runs that offshore off planet thing, like bar, who she's been like, what? and she's like hundreds of years old. She she's in this movie too. Yeah, but this is... I'm talking about a um, prequel. Yeah, prequel. You know, like... Oh, no, it's just the because you mentioned that
2: she's in... Anyway. Yeah,
0: because she, I... she clearly has some kind of weird history. And she's probably, mm-hmm. you know, she's clearly hooked up with lots of dudes. So I'm kind of curious to see <laughs> this movie. I'm just like, hmm, that's interesting. Now, I, here's the thing. I actually do have one quick surprise follow-up question. Now, you guys probably oh, no. remember that the great movie Ex Machina, you know, with Elise Vikander. And Donald Wilson and Oscar Isaac. Now, here's my (laughs) follow-up question to you guys. If you could pick someone from Ex Machina else to be in Star Wars that isn't already in, who would you pick? All those other people in the cast? Oh, I don't know. Yes, from the so
1: many choices.
2: (laughs) I think it would be Office Lady number two.
0: <laughs> oh you, oh well if you if you mean like Sonoya Mizunu, uh, who is the No,
3: no, 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 who is no, the Japanese no. no. remember in the beginning character.
0: when he gets in the very beginning of spoiler
2: alert.
3: Oh, being seen X
2: one of his colleagues
0: <laughs> is like, "Wow. you I mean, you don't even hear her voice. Like, Good for you, yeah, nice. All right. Sam, is that also your choice?
1: I forgot about the the um Japanese robot lady. Mm-hmm. Um this is a dumb question
0: (laughs) well i'll tell you here sam I'm gonna make it easy for you i pick jay the helicopter pilot (laughs) we need more white guys in star wars wait was he was he a named character (laughs) i think so (laughs) he's credited as jay so i think so (laughs) anyway so speaking of uh, white guys in star wars Something interesting came out recently. Apparently a, a group of MRA guys on the internet created a forty six minute fan edit of The Last Jedi to get rid of all the girl power moments. <laughs> oh man. That's right. Yeah, I, mean, I, I heard about uh, that. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's let's move on to to another topic. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's talk about The Last Jedi. So I just wanna ask like what are your overall you know, high level thoughts about the movie. So what do you think?
2: I think, uh, I think our, our special guest should go first.
1: Yeah, go ahead. All right. Okay. (laughs) Um, so I loved it. Um, I thought it was very, very good. Um, definitely. I mean, I, I have only seen it once. I'm sure Jeremy's Mm -hmm. seen it more than once. Um, I actually just saw it, as I said yesterday, so it's very fresh in my mind. Um, but my immediate reaction is like, this is, you know, definitely a worthy successor to the Star Wars legacy and better than Force Awakens, better than Rogue One, and I liked both of those movies. Um, but this is like, this is, you know, this is, this is a, a real, original new movie that's really like going in, in a new direction, multiple new directions. And um you know and it was it was very good. I don't know. How much detail do you want me to get into? Well that's good. I, I think, that's good as, I, I, I think, as like
0: a high level yeah. Yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah.
0: yeah
1: okay. Alright, so I'll I'll leave it there and then we can we can get into the you know the nuts and bolts right in a little bit.
0: Alright Benj, what do you think?
2: So I'm going to say that I don't agree that I I don't agree with loving it. Like I definitely didn't love it, but I did like it. And I overall have a positive, you know, view of it. Um, it was like I think Jeremy, you and I have talked about this in particular, and I think this extends to you, Sam, too. I I, I think, though maybe you are a little more than, than we are. I'm not in particular a Star Wars fanatic, so I'm not mm-hmm. like I'm not like so attached to it, so in some sense that was kind of good. So like, I think if there's anything that was like you could say quote unquote betraying the the franchise, I don't really care. So I just kind of can enjoy it on its own. But I like Star Wars a lot. So my overall thing is that I liked it. Um, you know, there's some, I I I definitely liked Rogue One way more, way way more. That might even be my favorite Star Wars. But um, I think that um, like I am... um. um I think I think it would be good for us to talk about you know the different aspects of it and talk about our opinions of it. but just in general, I think there's something very interesting which i which I'm not against. I just think it's interesting that um these uh, sequels have done in terms of like their kind of mood and tone, which is it's kind of odd, but it but i I'm okay with it um where like it's different from from the tone and mood of, for instance, you know the original Lucas movies, which were you know much more epic and also from back in the day. Except for of course the prequels, um, you know, Rogue One had its own sort of like gritty feel, sort of epic, but its own sort of like tone and mood to it. Um, these past two ones are like not that epic and like a little more intimate feeling, which is an interesting choice. I'm I'm actually okay with it. It's just it's just an interesting thing that I that I noticed, but I'm I'm fine with it. Um, So, overall, I liked
0: it. Right, well, I think that I have a lesser opinion of Rogue One than either of you guys. Uh, And, you know, seeing this new movie hasn't changed that. uh, I put definitely The Last Jedi above all the new ones. Uh, I think Force Awakens as sort of a new, decent movie, like seeing these things again was like an emotional thing for me. You know, after like... You know, so many, like, thinking and watching, like, prequel fan edits and all this stuff and talking about it forever, you know, and watching the original one several times, I felt like, you know, there was definitely an emotional, you know, sense of Force Awakens. But I do think it has a lot of weak elements to it that make it a little much of a retread. You know, I think that there are some issues... That, like, I think that the new one, The Last Jedi, really improves on. I think it fixes some of the problems of Force Awakens, actually. And I think it's, in general, a more well-constructed movie. I think the narrative and the themes are a lot more, you know, considered. I think that there's a lot more going on. I think there's a lot more consideration. I think there's also a lot more interesting... Int- I would just say, filming, just like how things look. You know, the J.J. Abrams is a perfectly fine director, but I think he, a lot of ways he was just sort of like aping the old Star Wars style in like <laughs> a very direct way, which is sort of why they hired him to do that. You know, but I feel like right. this really kind of pushed things in a different way. So. Uh, with this movie, it's one of these things where I liked it when I saw it, and the more I think about it, and the more you know, I read about it, and, and you know, oddly enough, the more I read about people who hate it, the more I like it. <laughs> you know, I yeah, have had.
1: I, I definitely I agree with with both your kind of your take on on the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi. You know how like the Force Awakens because I had a very similar reaction to you um you know i care a lot about star wars and the force awakens was very exciting when it first came out you know on an emotional level and it was very satisfying but like the more you think about it the more you analyze it the more you start to find ways that like it just doesn't make sense or there are just big problems with it um and i totally agree with you that i think the last jedi corrected a lot of those problems
0: Mm -hmm. so like for example And I don't want to get too much into the weeds here, but I just want to give one example of something I think it it kind of fixed. And Mm -hmm. this is, of course, something I think some people don't like, which is the character of Snoke. Now, I think that Snoke in Force Awakens was a character that had nothing. He had no personality. He had no characterization. You know, it was sort of, yeah, all it had was a mystery. Like the mystery of, who is this guy? Where did he come from? And it wasn't even in the movie. It was all... You know, you know, meta context. It wasn't even context or subtext. You know, it was, you know, intentionally, you know, J.J. J. Abrams loves his mystery box thing. And I think, you know, which is why everyone was like putting out their theories. I think Snoke is actually Darth Plagueis, the guy mentioned in the prequels. <laughs> who taught who could like survive death and caught and taught palpatine i think it's palpatine i think it's jar jar that, these are all i from, think it's starts jar jar no that's these yes. are all yes i like i do like the theories. jar jar theory these are all theories that actually happen <laughs> some people say it's, it's actually luke you know, you know, and it's like he's yeah. actually do. It's, it's all that stuff is like, okay, whatever. And They do kind of encourage that because you know they want to keep things inter You know, people talking in the years between these movies because you know, which is good. It's which fine. Is good. I mean, but I think that in this one, Snoke, although we don't know anything about his backstory, I feel like we don't need to. We see who he is. He's just a jerk.
2: Well, you know? okay, let's let He's a let's powerful jerk. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, think, I think you're right. Like we should probably shouldn't get too much of the weeds right away with stuff. Cause I think we, we can put that in a certain category. Um, yeah. my suggestion, I don't know if Jeremy, you had like more of an agenda for this, but my suggestion is just we just go through, we, you know, analyze it by the different categories like acting. I already mentioned mood and tone. Maybe fan, I don't say fan service, but, but overall place in the franchise, um, directing, writing, all that stuff. I mean, does that sound good to you guys? Just, just Talking yeah. through each category. Sure. So
0: one thing I want to just like sort of bring up first, you know, since we're more positive, I'd like to ask, you know, what are the areas you think were the weaker elements? What are the things that you didn't like as much? You know, that way we can just sort of say, okay, let's let's get out of the way things that we had more of an issue with. So okay. Sam, um, what do you,
1: Sam? One, one thing okay. that I had a little bit of an issue with was the humor. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that humor has always been a part of Star Wars. Every Star Wars movie has had humor in it. But I just felt like in this one, the humor, some of it worked and some of it just didn't kind of work. It it fell a little flat, um, mm-hmm. you know, or it was like off a little bit tonally. Um, mm-hmm. So I wasn't I wasn't totally satisfied with the humor in this movie. And I mean, it's tough humor doing humor in in a movie like this which is like you know kind of like an epic like operatic kind of movie is is tough and the original movies did it really well mm-hmm. and it's just it's I don't know it's it's a tough thing to do um well,
0: right i mean guardians last year is basically like the perfect balance of action drama humor you know all that stuff you know but it's Except for Deadpool, kind of, which is superior to everything that exists. For, well, first of all, <laughs> yeah. Deadpool wasn't last That's year, which is what I just said. So, oh,
2: I was just thinking about how Deadpool is better than everything. I, it's right. unrelated to your statement. <laughs> okay,
3: so, so, well, so, so,
1: yeah, it's true, but it's, it's really hard. I mean, like, it did a great job of mixing, like, action and drama and stuff. And the, the comedy, there was some comedy, but, like, I don't think the comedy quite worked as well as I was hoping. Hmm. Um, okay. And the second thing that... Like annoyed me a little bit was like the the cutesy sort of animals, you know, the porgs and the the crystalline dog like wolf oh, fox yeah. creatures that I'm sure have a name if I were to look it up on Wikipedia, it could tell me, but I'm not gonna uh, look it up. Clocks, quolf,
0: quolf. What? quolf, clock. <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah. some other dumb Star Wars name. So, so like the the cutesy kind of. And I know whatever it's like merchandising and, you know, yeah, yeah. every Star Wars movie has had like, either like silly Muppets or silly, you know, whatever, like, like digitally animated creatures in it. Um, but it didn't really work for me. And it was a little bit of a, I thought, a distraction from, uh, you know, what the movie really was about.
0: Okay. So humor, porgs. Was there something else? <laughs>
1: Um, I guess the only other thing I could really complain about was that the scene on that planet where Finn and Rose go to that casino, Yeah. you know, I mean, not that scene, but like the whole sequence, it was just kind of a little unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I think, I feel like that whole thing could have been cut out of the movie and it it would have worked just as well without all of that
0: okay well so my feeling is i think you're right and that a lot of the humor didn't really work as well you know it's funny like when i went to see it the first time it was it had closed captioning because it was like which we didn't realize at first because there were some deaf people in the audience
1: mm. but but so that meant actually I, would have liked to watch it with closed captioning because it was actually was
0: yeah well that was like that meant i could like pick up all like the names and stuff so like immediately i saw oh he says he's you know, hu- you know, Admiral Hug's there. It's like, oh, okay, I get it. But it wasn't very funny. But, you know, that's it's more like a kid's joke. So I feel right. like, you know, it's not really... It doesn't really work for me. So I understand I mean, what you're that,
1: saying. That, that bit where Poe is, like, stalling and he's, like, pretending that he can't hear Hucks. That that part actually was funny. I laughed at that. in the be- Right in the beginning of the movie.
0: Yeah. But, you know, there are all these little pieces
1: where it was like, fine...
0: It didn't really detract too much. Um, the Porgs, uh, all they did really, other than the, you know, extra like piece, like the extra movie part, the meta, if you will, it's not really meta, but yeah, the the outside of it is basically to give Chewbacca a very, very mild, very small, tiny subplot. I mean, just, just almost like just so we don't forget that he's there. You know, I felt that's what that's what it seemed like to me. It was just like, well, we mm. got to do something with these goddamn porgs that they're forcing me to use. I'll just have some kind of thing with Chewbacca. Listen, it, in terms of cutesy things in the Star Wars movies, it is they are not so bad. They're just pointless. You know, like they didn't actually save the day or do anything like that. They're just like, oh no, common... yes,
1: I, I was. I mean, I, what I was afraid of was that it would turn out that the porgs were intelligent and they were going to like you know, fly the ship or something. And like, that would have been terrible. <laughs> wait, 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 wait Let me wait, give exactly you backtrack. the backtrack. The,
0: the Porgs are the... the, porgs are the uh, they're like, they're like the little
1: penguin looking things.
0: Now, oh, yeah. those things. <laughs> now, here's what you guys might not know. Uh, that island where they filmed, they had a lot of puffins. They couldn't do anything about the puffins because they're like, a, they're a protected species. So instead, <laughs> they used CGI on all of them to turn them into Porgs. And then they kind of integrated a little kind of, bit yeah. with like the chewy like you know fake eating thing. But okay. that's that's why they and, came up with it. And now, and now place. they can yeah. have
2: like animal rights cred. You know, they yeah, can yeah, say right. that the movie They're like I mean I guess that's true. Like <laughs> they you know they uh didn't do anything bad to um, the to the animals so.
0: The wolves, I don't know. I, they they were fine. They you know they just they didn't really have much of a presence. I, I don't you know they were kind of just like said, "Oh, that's how we get out." Oh, okay. Fine. Right.
1: It's yeah, no, like, I mean, it's
0: they weren't like they didn't look they weren't like cutesy, so it wasn't yeah. it didn't seem like such a problem for me.
1: Um, it wasn't. I, I want to be clear. It wasn't a problem. These are just things like you know. I I said I loved the movie and I did, but like yeah. you asked me for any sort of negative reactions that I had, and and you know that's that's what I have. All so right. like I don't think it ruined the movie at all. You all know, right. I just I just you know that was that was kind of my feeling. All
0: right. Well, I think it will take me longer to to defend the casino planet than <laughs> just this little thing we're talking about here. So Benj, what, what do you, what are your feelings? So
2: I kind of agree with you, Sam. So I, I agree with Sam somewhat. I, I, uh, in terms of, well, I don't say I agree. It, it bothered me somewhat. The, um the humor stuff, I didn't have like a huge, issue with it because i now it's like ringing a bell i don't know if i said this about force awakens or if i said it about something else but i felt like i feel like they were able to like before it got really now uh, now I, I was thinking about another movie um i i mean i felt like i felt like the humor like it, it could have been a lot worse and more egregious like like you know the way it was in like the thor movies or i've only actually seen i think the second one where it's like totally unnecessary tonally humor in my opinion that didn't really fit um these were like a couple moments of like oh that's kind of funny but they didn't dwell too much on it which i liked mm-hmm. um the the main issue i had was with um uh what's it called um the whole storyline with finn and then what's the what's the rose what's her name rose? rose i just don't think it was well done i mean there were some interesting parts like i mean they they had the whole thing with like uh what's it called? Uh they they had the I think it was interesting with him meeting with you know Benicio del Toro and that being kinda of interesting and I kinda of liked Finn's arc with um you know, meeting Brienne at the end and maybe killing her or something. Um and uh or whatever her name is in the in the uh in the movie. I mean I thought that was kinda of
0: interesting. But
1: That's overall in
0: yeah, Phantasmagoria. Phasma. Um, Phasma. Don't <laughs> oh. know. <laughs> Sam's, Sam's trolling you. <laughs> um, so
2: I mean, like, I I think I think it was like, like. So I thought there were interesting parts to it, but it was just like a predictable, in my opinion, that whole storyline. It was just like a predictable action movie storyline. You know, they they get stuck, they have to leave the planet. I know it played a part in the bigger story, but I just kind of checked out. I thought it was just again a little too predictable. And like, I don't think I I, I don't really like in a lot of ways, you know, Finn's character. It, it, there's I don't really have an issue with with uh, John Boyega. Is that his name? Yes.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, I don't really have an issue with like his performance of it, but I mean, there's like there, there's something like like it's fine if they want to make him an awkward guy. I just feel like it's like the jump from like where he was to the awkward. Like it just it just some things don't seem to fit with kind of his sort of lighthearted personality. And not that he can't have a lighthearted personality, but it's like sometimes he talks about some of the serious stuff he's been through and stuff. But like it's like. I, I feel like his his, his character is a little too, like, kind of lighthearted, and it's hard for me to, like, um, identify with. So that whole part of it, I thought, I, I just kind of checked out from. Um, so cause I, I thought it was just kind of weaker than the rest of the movie. Um, so, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, for me, there there are a few little, you know, things, and it's funny because they're all kind of connected to the Casino Planet timeline. You know, so the first issue I had was when they kind of broke their own rules. This is something I mentioned to Benjamin before, but you know, in Star Wars we kind of know it's not the physics of our universe. You know, it's fake space. You know, there's kind of like an atmosphere, maybe a little water. You know, it's that's fine, but you know, the problem is it kind of made the suspension of disbelief kind of get screwed up for me because like you're literally. Seeing the little ship fly away, and it's like, well, wait a minute. Where's the fuel thing? It kind of, it kind of, it's confusing. I think there are ways you could have gotten around that. For example, if you had just cut to them on this casino planet, like landing, they're like, oh, well, they just got there somehow, you know. Or if they'd said something like, oh, you know, we have, just, you know, we just have enough fuel to get there and back, you know, you know, hopefully it won't make a difference. There are a lot of things they could have done that they just didn't, and I thought, I, I don't,
1: I don't quite follow you. Jeremy, like, what was your problem with the with them traveling to the casino planet?
0: It's that they kind of broke their space rules. Why? Because what I was saying is, like, you know, they're saying, like, okay, the ship can only go this fast. But then
1: the little ship, I guess, can go even faster? It no, can... the little ship was traveling at faster than light speed. The it's... big ship can't go fast. Because, like, they had enough fuel to do a, an right. FTL jump. But they were just gonna be tracked. Yes. And once once they got once they came back out of hyperspace, then like they would be stuck with no fuel. But yeah. the little ship mm-hmm. can go into hyperspace because it's much smaller and it doesn't need as much fuel.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. That makes sense. The What's prob- I don't understand? What's the problem? The problem is that they didn't show a jump to light speed.
1: The, but obviously they made a jump to light speed because they traveled to an entirely different planet. Yeah, I just think that the way they did it
0: was, you know, muddled. The other thing I, I had uh, another if they thing, had been
1: traveling at sublight speed, it would have taken them years. Well, I would imagine so. So obviously, they were traveling through hyperspace.
0: So another thing I didn't like. I don't.
1: I don't. I. I. Okay.
0: <laughs> was like the chase scene with like the horses, like the the space horses. Right. Because I didn't think like this. Well, first of all, I didn't really think it. The action scene was that interesting, and I don't really think it added anything to that storyline. And I didn't think the CGI was that good either. You know, when I heard people saying it gave them prequel vibes, I kind of understood just because it didn't look right to me. Like, in general, the CGI in the movie was very good, so that scene kind of stood out as like, eh. And then the last thing related to their storyline that bothered me was when basically, like, the ship gets, you know, half-exploded, and, like, basically everyone's dead except for Finn and Rose and Phasma. is like, okay, well, I mean, that's a little much.
1: Yeah. I just assumed they were dead when that happened. I was like, well, I guess they're fucked. I was, uh, yeah. I was not, a, and then like, then it cuts to them and you're like, oh, the two of them are alive and everybody around them is dead. Like, well, that's convenient.
0: Yeah. Like if they had just like been like, let's say lost some limbs or something, I'd be like, all right, you know, make it like relevant that they actually got like almost blown up or also have some of the stormtroopers like moving around or something. It's like, that was like, that also drew me out of it. I was like, Oh, yeah. that's, that's like a story. Like they had to have them survive. It's like, mm. cause you could have also written that out differently too, but because they had to have the scene like that, it was like, okay, how do you save them by literally, you know, blowing up half the ship. It's like, okay, fine. But then, you know, the aftermath doesn't really make sense. So, but all that being said, the theme of the Casino Planet I think was important
3: mm-hmm.
0: because of what it did for Rose and Finn's characters. Because the there's a big theme in the movie. This is one of the things I wanted to talk about, which was this idea about failure and learning from failure. You know, that a lot of the characters have to go through these arcs of making mistakes and screwing up but whether or not they actually learn from them is a big part of that because Kylo Ren does not learn from his mistakes. That's basically a big part of what happens. That's
1: that's kind of the biggest theme of the movie is failure because every single character's plan fails, Mm -hmm. Um, except possibly for Luke.
0: Luke is the only one who doesn't fail at the very end. That's correct.
1: But basically every single character both the heroes and the villains make these plans and all of their plans just, like, fall apart and don't achieve what they thought they were going to achieve.
0: Yeah, and but And then it's, they have
1: to, like... Yeah. You know,
0: what... Well, well, I was going to say, but it's okay that Luke's plan succeeded because his plan in the past, in the flashback, really failed. Right,
1: right. Because he has all that failure from his background. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, basically, that's that's yeah. what the whole movie is about. And yeah. in some ways, that's, like, sort of a... um you know, part of the, the movie's rejection of, like, you know, the past Star Wars mythos is the whole, like, oh, you know, the ragtag group of rebels comes up with a plan and it almost doesn't succeed, but then it does succeed. But, like, in this movie, no. It it doesn't. It doesn't succeed. Like, multiple different plans all fail. Right. Which and, is a real
0: know. subversion. Yeah, so absolutely. when you look at, like, what happens, like, so Finn starts the movie as, like, listen... You know, I don't want you guys to die, but you're going to die. And uh, Ray is on her way here, so, you know, she's the one I care about most in the world, really, or in the universe. So that's really what he's concerned about is, like, you know, making sure she doesn't get killed, trying to come back to what he thinks is just, you know, the end. Because he thinks there's no way we can fight against the Order, it's just done. So part of what happens at the casino planet is contextualizing it for a fan. Like, he sees, like, the glamour, you know, like, oh, the glitz and glamour of the casino. It's beautiful. Wow, it's so fancy. And Rose is sort of, like, contextualizing it. Like, you no, know, it's not just, you know, about, like, how pretty everything is. It's like, this is hurting people. It's hurting people yeah. like me and also like you. And he's, you know, and that's why what matters in, in like his last lines, like he says there's a few, there's like a few points, you know, when he says to Phasma, she's like, you're just scum. And he says rebel scum. He's like, he's kind of like saying, I identify now. I understand this point. And that kind of leads to like the end of it where he thinks like, okay, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a movie where the only way to do things is a noble self-sacrifice. Because he feels like that's the only thing I can do, but that's not really the right lesson either. You know, the le- the lesson right. isn't kill yourself for small gains, right? You know, so I think, and that's a big part of that too. And Rose is sort of like, con- you know, connecting to him. You know, she's you know sees something there also. That's part of, you know, and I think you you need the Casino Planet because of the ending of the movie, which is another theme about what the jedi means and about kind of in a way like star wars in general you know luke is like basically saying the force doesn't belong to the jedi or the sith it belongs to everybody and that's kind of like a big thing because rose gives like the ring to that kid that we see at the end he the kid is telling the story the legend of luke at the end too you need to see that kid. you need to understand his predicament otherwise it's like there's no context you know, so I think you need now. Would you do? I agree that things could have been cut there, yeah, like I just said, I think like that chase scene didn't really work for me. You know, but there's a lot of elements where, you know, I liked it. I liked that like Benicio del Toro's you know character DJ was sort of like he was like sort of like mere universe Lando, and that he was kind of the betrayal guy, but he really was just looking out for himself. But he also yeah. had he also presented a fake, you know, false dichotomy as well. Like he was saying no the rebels and the order are the same because they both buy weapons from people that's a right. lie that's not right, right. he right. he is saying that but he is not right and that's kind of another big theme there you know the order kills planets they're not they're evil just because yeah. they both buy weapons doesn't mean they're the same and i think that's also like an important piece there and without the you know going there and without coming you know interacting with them i think it's different i do think there's a lot of action elements there there were kind of like silly fun things that were fine and they weren't like super important like bb8 just like you know zapping people you know or whatever and or like yeah. the, or like the little guy who's who was played by um mark hamill like you know the little guy that puts coins yeah. into bb8 that's played by he's voiced by mark hamill because nope. he's <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, he's, that. He's a voice actor. Yeah, he said, "Like, listen, okay, can I just well, play a CGI character?" So that's what they gave. Him. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's
2: let's let's uh let's but let's uh, we we spend some time talking about our opinions. Let's go through the different categories, I think.
3: Okay.
1: Uh, just
2: so we can be constructive when we're talking about this. Um, so how do we want to break down the categories? I mean, uh, like I'm interested in what you guys think about when I mentioned that thing about the mood and tone. Um, I think we should talk about the acting. I think we should talk about like the overall, you know storyline and like the writing in general um and maybe i guess action stuff too <laughs> well
0: so my um, feeling in terms of like the acting is that it's pretty good in this movie uh, i mean like there yeah. definitely are the standouts you know like andy circus plays snoke he's the voice but he's mm-hmm. and oh, like, really yeah and, and uh and you know you know motion capture and he's great you know he's really he's you know he's like you know he's the king of, of that of stuff for a reason but, yeah. I think Mark Hamill was amazing, and I really thought like the you know all the Daisy Ridley Adam driver stuff you know it wouldn't work if those two weren't like showing so much emotion in their interactions, you know yeah. that's, like they kind of like they they were like they're anchors of the movie, really, and I think that <laughs> you know, you had to believe I mean. in their yeah. complicated connection, I think that was a absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've loved and I think, and I love Adam Driver in this movie. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. He he almost like mm-hmm. stole the movie. Yeah, really.
2: But I was, I was actually like, I mean,
1: and I agree with both of what you're saying.
2: I mean, well, the other, the other thing too is that it wasn't, it. I like, I think Daisy Ridley also, like, the, I think they matched each other in terms of the quality. And I wasn't like, because I already know that Adam Driver is really great. And like, Daisy Ridley in the first movie, it, there was nothing wrong with it. I mean, she, she did what she needs to do, but I didn't think it was necessarily, like, this, like, super compelling performance. And not that it, again, it needed to be necessarily, but you know, their whole connection, whole thing, that could have, that could have, like, gone south or been corny pretty easily. You know what I mean? It could have been kind of cheesy, not well done. And I was surprised at how good and nuanced it was. Like, it, it, it was. it's hard to pull that off because, you know, and, and I think that also is a testament to the writing because they, they didn't write it where it was just like, you know, it was just he, you know, uh, you know, Kylo was just trying to... Um, I guess um, just you know, he was on the dark side and tr- him, like, just turn her way, or yeah. or that she turned him um, or, you know, it was actually a little more complicated. They they were because they were both clearly struggling. I mean, in some sense, I don't know if it's a full coming of age story, but it, it, it's, it's at least part of a coming of age journey, you could say. And you could tell that they both were were at the kind of similar stages in a different way. And they're kind of teaching each other. But they're also like struggling with with you know whether whether their mentors are good and with all the issues that they that they are dealing with in general, right. so I think they really I think they, they really acted really really well um, uh, with each other. So I mean, I was really pleased with that. So I agree. Well, it's
0: interesting,
2: yeah. and Up I mean, like there, I think
1: yeah. I think almost like um, I think that the filmmakers originally intended Finn and Rose's relationship to be kind of like the core uh, emotional core of the movie, and somehow like. Um, Kylo Ren and Rey's relationship almost like usurped that position.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, yeah, I was, mean, I just don't think well, it was done that. I just don't. I just don't think the the just, Finn and Rose stuff was. It, yeah. it was just a little too. Again, I think it was a little too, almost cookie cutter. Like it was just predictable. I mean, not cookie cutter, but predictable. I mean, you know, like they like it, there there wasn't. Like what is there? What is there too? You know, she she looks up to him. I mean, it's not bad. It's just like she first admires him, then all of a sudden thinks that he's, uh, you know, that, that that he's like escaping, and then you know she has the whole thing with her sister dying, um, yeah. which is which is good. I mean, it's, it works for the story, but it was just like it it didn't. It, it wasn't, I think, that original or nuanced their relationship. But the thing is with specifically because it's a Star Wars world. Um this isn't the first time there's been I guess that sort of nuance between two characters, but the thing with um Rey and and Kylo was just it was that's that's new for Star Wars. I feel like the more complexity with with the variation between the light and the dark, you know, or the force right. and the dark side. Yeah. So yeah,
1: but I mean if you if you want to talk about the acting, I think the acting was was pretty stellar all the way around. Um mm-hmm. the only the only person i would point out as being kind of underwhelming is probably gwendolyn christie as as captain really? phasma she no, I
2: disagree.
1: you know didn't really do much one way or the other i thought she was kind of bland although oh, while we're on the subject of her i have to ask if her armor makes her like invulnerable to to blaster shots then uh-huh. why do all the stormtroopers not have reflective armor?
0: Do you want me to give you the the answer? Because there is an answer. If, answer I'm sure there yeah. is an answer, so the give an- it to me. Yeah, the, the answer is quite simple, which is that they actually don't care about whether the stormtroopers die. It's just Let's just send them all in. You know, it's like, you know, the... Mm. <laughs> that's, like That's but, not a great answer. <laughs> I mean... Well, th- that's a big part, but see, that's a big part of like the whole Imperial thing. Like, like the TIE fighters have no shields No, I think that's fine. and they never did. I think, like,
2: yeah, I think that makes perfect sense.
0: You know, TIE fighters only yeah. had weapons. They were only short range. They didn't have light speed. So they had to like, you know, it was never like they were, they weren't like real, they were always expendable, but it was like, let's throw as many of them as we can. But the stormtroopers, It's like, it's like, yeah, we give them armor, but it's pretty crappy armor. You know, it's sort of I feel, yeah. I and it's sort of like, and a part of it I is just guess. so so they can all look the same. You know, that's a big, you know, it's like a uniform, but it's not, right. but it's also a faceless uniform because they don't care about them.
2: Well, also, Sam, I mean, you have to imagine like they have, they have limited resources, so so I think that makes sense. Of what Jeremy's saying, like they, you know, they,
1: they are only going whatever... to whatever. What Jeremy's saying is that they have limitless people, um, and that, that yeah. like you know like like the the cost of equipment would be greater than the cost of like preserving the lives of their their actual soldiers and just not just like having more soldiers that Which sounds right it is but possible okay, okay. but i don't know i'm, I'm not totally fine okay, okay. But,
2: but remember back to jeremy's point about the thing about the star wars universe is that it has its own sort of like logic to it but it's not as strict in terms of any sort of you you could say quote unquote resemblance to real life logic that something like Star Trek might mm-hmm. have yeah. or something else like that's kind of known. Star Wars already has kind of a silly, you know, like it's it, it's like it has to be sort of internally consistent, but like so what I'm saying is the idea of thinking like yeah, well the stormtroopers are expendable, but they want to just put a bunch out like these are these are kind of family friendly movies, you know, in, in an extent, especially these these sequels. So I mean I I don't have much of an issue with it if like their armor is not that. You know, that powerful, but they just keep sending out soldiers because, you know, they're kind of a made up, uh, you know, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, oh, like a made yeah. up evil empire.
1: And don't forget, Whatever. stormtroopers I'm just saying, don't have If maids. I was the supreme leader, you know, things would be a little different. Well, well yeah, clearly. <laughs> you, you, have a couple, you have everyone listen to your complaint corner all but this the time. Is, this is <laughs>
0: stormtroopers are faceless and nameless. You know, she, yeah. as the captain, has a name. She's yeah. Captain Phasma. She has, like, a, you know, they're like, she's specifically a person, you know, so it's a little yep. bit different. Uh, but I I think, <laughs> you know, it's funny, like, you know, there's all these little pieces in all these different themes. I feel like, you know, it's very interesting how it kind of goes through the Ray color thing. Because if you remember, the first time they ever really interacted, he basically got inside her head and she pushed back at him that's when they were first Mm -hmm. linked. So Snoke might be like, I did it. I did it all because I'm awesome. It's like, well, also, Mm -hmm. but there was something there. They already were connected.
3: Right. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it's
0: sort of like, and also once he's dead, they kept going. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that, uh, uh, I think, you know, that's sort of like, so I like, so I want to get into like a little bit of kind of how, that relationship is because, uh, like, for the character arcs, is kind of interesting to me because I feel mm-hmm. like you know that's like a that's sort of like a kind of related topic, but I kind of want to get into that because I think some of them work better than others, but I think their character arcs were really great. You know, Kylerin is like he, he had the probably best or second best character arc in the movie to me because mm-hmm. he kind of like he loses essentially all his parents. He's already lost Luke mm-hmm. because he Luke betrayed him, you know, mm-hmm. years ago. He killed his father and mm-hmm. still feels guilty. He doesn't kill mm-hmm. his mother, but he thinks that she's dead. And then Snoke, you know, Snoke is like a real asshole to him. He's like, you know, Vader, you're a, you're just a piece of crap, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And they're like, so no wonder he wants mm-hmm. to kill him. And and he yeah, believes yeah. that
1: that Luke was going to kill him, also.
0: He does, even though Luke was going to ch- you know change his mind. It was just it doesn't matter. It was a bad mm-hmm. it was bad optics, you know. Right. So you know, Ray is like you know he's sort of like you know it's like this is like she doesn't really know anything therefore mm-hmm. you know she's like alone also just so like mm-hmm. me there's like a connection there that's like you know he's he's tempted like there is like had the hand holding thing I mean our, like that scene where like Luke like runs into the tent and sees him there like whoa and I was like it's kind of like getting caught like he's like dad what <laughs> I, I know he's a bad boy <laughs> he owns his own Death Star dad. You know, I, I was like, you know, there's a little bit of that, but I also, but, but it's really interesting. Like that scene where they were fighting together, it was like so satisfying, you know, you know, against yeah. like the yeah. Um, yeah. the red armored things, you know, that, yeah. you know, yeah, I'll yeah. bet, like, I'll bet that armor is like, you know, blaster resistant, um, yeah. but you know, that, yeah. that was like a great scene, you know, and that like, and then what was great was like sort of the aftermath where he's like, he's like basically like negging her. You know, he's like, "Listen, everyone thinks you're nobody except me, because <laughs> i I'm the only I'm the only one who realizes that you're great. Everyone else thinks you suck. So I'm just <laughs> saying, guess. you know. But I've... you know what? Yeah. It wasn't yeah. just
1: like, oh, he was negging her. Like that was him projecting onto her. Right? I know, you know, but how that's... he thinks everybody looks at him.
0: Yeah, but that's like my point. Is like, she, no, no, you know, well, I think, I, yeah, it's like a it's like yeah, a I... false narrative. And she's like, no, that's not."
1: true right it's not true about her but it is true about him and that's why he thinks that it's true about her
0: right so
2: yeah she gets like because that's also just an example of having him what's good about the the way he portrayed the character and the way they, they wrote him is that he he he's interesting because it's this unique combination of like he kind of is this like guy on the dark side but he's also conflicted so he is kind of powerful but he's also he's also insecure about it I'm just right. curious, like, I, I think you're going to go into the maelstrom, so that's fine, but I, I'll, I'll just mention, I'm just wondering the kind of what drives him underneath it, you know, because it seems to be beyond just um, the dark side stuff.
0: Pain. But, Internal pain is what drives him.
1: I mean, like, yeah, I think there's, you know, yeah, there's, of what? There's clearly a lot of, like, loneliness, you know, and, like, rejection, and, like, he's, like, just he's just looking for somebody who will, like, accept him and love him, you know, and so, doing so that, at least somebody who will fear him.
2: Yeah. yeah, but who who was like rejecting of him? So I'm just wondering, like, what was earl- like earlier on,
0: like what well, were I the? Had, I they just the gave rest? you yeah. a bunch of examples. You know, Luke betrayed him. You know, but like, was that
2: the first thing? Well, like,
0: he was. Our, think I that think was the first. Thing? Well, he was also just tempted to the dark side, also, even when he was younger.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, just right. like yeah.
0: that's the thing. Like the more powerful and you are,
1: that we can assume you that Han was probably a pretty shitty father. Right. That's the other thing I was going to say. That wouldn't be a surprise. I I would say Leia
0: would be it was would be a good mom, but yeah, Han Solo probably wasn't the best dad, and who knows when they even broke up. It's not even clear. Could have been right. when he oh, was pre right. Oh, that's a
2: that's a good point, right? So he was so he probably he probably experienced that. Yeah, so you know? I and like maybe also, like maybe maybe they like broke up and then they, then, then they sent him over to to train. Right. Maybe those things happen at the same time.
0: So the yeah. bet- what he feels like the worst betrayal to him is what Ray is doing, <laughs> where she's like you know shutting him out like immediately. But then that's why like when like he see the Millennium Falcon, he's like kill that damn ship. You know he's really, really mad because it's like for him like it's like a personal thing. It's yeah. like yeah. everything cut tied up. She's using. His, you know, my my, you know, she's using my dad's ship, and it's like it, mm-hmm. it's all like it all yeah. comes together, like I, you know, and then, you yeah. know, he gets fooled, right? By and then the
1: image, you know, then the final then, image, um, Luke Skywalker yeah. shows up, right? Mm-hmm. And that and he like focuses all of his rage on that, right.
0: right? And then of course the final thing with him, where basically, this movie I would say isn't always subtle with its themes, like you know where, Ray literally, like literally shuts the door on the, between them. But it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. No, I didn't say it was bad. I <laughs> yeah. just, like, it's just, like, you know, sometimes there's things that are subtle, sometimes it's obvious. I'm fine with that. Right. But it's just, like, right. it's literally, like, she's literally, like, shutting the door, but it's also metaphorically, like, and it's, like, cutting him off. And, you know, I think that's interesting because I, la- I was saying, this one of the things I said to Benji when we were briefly talking about this, is one of the reasons, like, the Vader... Luke thing was built up so well over the original trilogy, at least starting from the second one is their personal connection. And having a Kylo Ren Ray connection is very interesting. It's because there is something there because they both feel like a kind of, there is like a complicated relationship, you know, do they, they kind of like each other, but they kind of hate each other, you know, and they both feel like the, the other one is like betraying them in some way that they're doing the wrong thing, you know, Kylo Ren's like, let's just tear it all down. Let's us both be the emperors, basically. You know, that's kind of what. And he's and she's like, no, you know, the the first order is evil. They destroy planets and things. I I'm not going to join it, you know. But it's like he has like the tunnel vision on that. So that's one of the things I really like about that character. Arc. Um, I want. Yeah, here's a, here's a, here.
2: Before we go, here's another thought too, just about. You know, Kylo, like in the like, background info. It's also possible that, like, you know, one or more of his parents or maybe people expect out of him like, you know, oh, you're going to be this great whatever you know what i mean so probably just around him kind of like in a harry potter way in a sense like everyone thought he's gonna be great and built up in his head that he was gonna be this like super awesome guy because of course you know he's the son of Leia and solo these heroes yeah. and so he's, he probably sort of feels entitled but also is bitter that like things didn't work out that way and also doesn't like that mantle being put on him so it's some sort of rebellion that's kind of my take so far does that sort of make sense
0: yeah yeah so well speaking of luke i mean uh, well, so, I I think that his in his arc is really interesting. You know, one of the things that I was a complaint that came up was people thought it was a betrayal of his character. You know, even Mark Hamill was like, well, Jedis don't give up. Which is, uh, first of all, he is entitled to his opinion, but a lot of years passed between The Return of the Jedi and even when he was teaching Kylo Ren. So it's like, it's a different, it's a different world. I don't, I mean, I feel like he's entitled to his yeah. opinion. He is, you know, he was involved with the character, but people are allowed to have different interpretations. And just because he didn't like certain pieces of it, I does not mean it's not real or makes sense, at least to me. I mean, to mm-hmm. me, I would say my favorite thing with it, with that was when Yoda showed up and I was like, oh, so happy. I didn't not expect it. I didn't, I didn't think about it one way or another, but I was really happy. Everything that Yoda did in the movie, I was like I thought it was great. When he when like Yoda hits him, he's you know, just well, like yeah, yeah, I thought I
2: thought I thought I thought
0: it was it was good in just terms of showing that actually does sort of help
2: support yeah. why Luke was kinda of the way he was, you know, thinking, Oh, Jedi's don't give up. But that was kind of the important thing with Yoda, as he like sort of showed up and was kind of just reminding yeah. Luke like, Oh, here's
1: what it actually means.
0: Yeah, learning from failure. So Sam, did you catch the little thing about the books? Uh, with uh, with Ray,
1: um, so Yoda so so um, Luke says, "Oh, the books are in there." and Yoda like burns down, like y- Luke's gonna burn down the the thing. Yeah, and then Yoda like calls down lightning to to set the place on fire. But somehow Ray got those books anyway, and right. I do not understand how she obtained them.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I guess you just missed that part. So, uh, yeah, before she leaves, she just takes them. But wasn't
1: all. didn't didn't Yoda burn the place down?
0: No, no, she oh. left before
1: the. Before did it, the did Luke they show her thing taking happened. them? Uh,
0: well, they showed her... Uh, not exactly, but they showed the books with she. They showed her. But well, she took up the stuff. books
1: before, before she left? Yeah, and then and then Luke was going to go like, down there and burn them, but he didn't even get inside to see that they were gone. Right. So Yoda's kind of trolling him.
0: Is my uh... point.
1: Like when, interesting, when, no, I didn't. I didn't really follow all of that. That's yeah. Because Yoda
0: Yoda says she has everything she needs, which is kind of like a little bit of a joke because he knows that she also has the books. You know, and like it's which I thought was kind of funny. It was like you know, Page Turner's. They were not. He says, but all, on the other hand, yeah. he also is like, yeah, but she has them. <laughs> so that's one of the. So that kind of like tie You know, I, I really like that whole thing. You know, you know, sort of like. It's connecting back to like the old Empire Strikes Back, you know, relationship between them, which was such, which was such a great part of that. And yes, when you don't look at the comments on that under that video, because it just it's a lot of angry stuff about how Disney has destroyed Star Wars. Yeah, well, but uh, the the I also like that that was sort of like how Luke kind of finishes things. You know, when he's like at the first, he's like, "Ugh, I'm not going to be a legend," and like. You know, just destroy, you know, block everything, like kill all them, you know, because he's like, but he kind of goes through this change. Like, you know, yeah, part of it is that he's like, it's a big troll at the end, which I also thought is kind of funny. But the truth is, what he's doing is creating a legend. It's a legend Mm -hmm. that and that's the spark to keep the resistance going. You know, Mm -hmm. they think it's dead. But since Luke has this like, nope. it's like, how did he do it? he survived, and then he disappeared, and it's like, what happened? You know? Mm -hmm. And that's like, and it's sort of like, I I heard a great uh, perspective on this, which is basically like saying, like, Luke is kind of like, he's saying, like, ugh, listen, we need to let old Star Wars stuff go, alright, you know, stop, like, hero-worshipping Luke, he's not that great. But then the movie's like, you know what, actually, it's okay to hero-worship Luke after all, which is funny, because people say it's like a betrayal of his character. And to me, it's like, it's kind of like getting, it's like saying, yeah, you know, Luke in this movie, he's like, he's was realizing that the importance of the legend of Luke Skywalker, which is kind of interesting to me. I don't know, what do you think about that? Right.
1: Right. Yeah, no,
0: I mean, like, the people who are like, yeah, oh, we...
1: you know, Jedi's don't give up and Luke, it's a betrayal of his character. Like, uh-huh. no. Like, his character suffered a huge tragedy and he responded to it, you know, by by choosing to withdraw, yeah. which. Yeah you know, is not, I guess, like a heroic thing in Western culture, but like the Jedi also are like, you know, not necessarily like supposed to be like traditional Western heroes. They're, they're much more influenced by Eastern philosophy and the choice to withdraw. Like, that's not no different than what Yoda did. Like Yoda went off to live in Dagobah by himself and not do anything, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and just like be at peace and let the universe, take care of itself and that's also a choice and it's okay and that's well also that's what it makes sense to do and yeah. like but but also on a human level you know like his 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 decision to um you know to just like like withdraw is because he's a human being and he suffered a tragedy and you know like sometimes that's that's what happens to people like not everyone behaves you know like a a legendary hero. You know, sometimes people behave like like a person, you know, who has suffered, you know, a tragedy and a loss and and a a trauma.
3: It makes total sense.
1: And like I feel like that makes him more of a real character, like more of a person and less of a legend. And that kind of ties into like what Jeremy was talking about, about like him, like later in the the movie, realizing that like the legend of Luke Skywalker is something important and valuable. You know. I'm sorry, (laughs) Jeremy, did you not say that? um (laughs) well but um no but but like but like that is a realization that he comes to and so he then makes the choice to be like okay i am going to consciously you know revive the legend of luke skywalker but that's like my choice as a person mm -hmm. you know it's not something that is forced upon me by by destiny or by you know my you know my obligations as a hero
0: right yeah so i think that you know, you kind of remind me, like, you know, at the end of Return of the Jedi, he fights by not fighting. You know, and this yeah. is, in a way, it's sort of, like, kind of, like, he does it again and again and again. The yeah. very end of this movie, he fights by not fighting. I can tell you, like, I missed a lot of the clues the first time, you know, where, like, he didn't, like, because you know, that was one of the things. Like, Eds Kylo Ren is, like, on the, you know, the red salt thing, it's moving around. But Luke is never never causes anything. Not only that, but he looks different. And it kind of like, he does. I
1: noticed that he looked different. You could he see, looked, he doesn't right, like have like any the gray beard. He looks like his the flash His beard was all looked. brown. Yeah. And it's and like, his hair was shorter. Right. And Which I was is... like, I did kind of notice that, but I yeah, was didn't quite understand it until like the reveal. Yeah. And I was
0: like, oh, that makes perfect sense. I was like, and, and I went to see it the first time. I was like, yep. Yeah, that's, that's great. I like that a lot, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, well, we, we can get into that part later, but I no, <laughs> So that's like something, you know, I think, you know, even with the things that didn't work as well. It's like, you know, whatever. So, I want to get into like another arc that has a lot more controversy, which is, you know, Oscar Isaac's character Poe. Hmm. You know, there's a lot of talk about this one and a lot of different interpretations, a lot of perspectives. You know, there's this idea that it's trying to subvert this concept, you know, where about the self-sacrificial hero. You know, where Poe thinks, like, oh, I'm the, you know, the great Han Solo type in this movie, you know, and...
2: Mm-hmm. You're talking about in a meta way, you should be clear, because I know we had this conversation. You're yeah, saying in a meta way, it's like the character was, you right.
0: know... It's like he's self-aware. Yeah, but part of that is, like, well, obviously, you know, Laura Dern's character of Holdo has no idea what she's talking about because she's the new one, we don't know anything about her. Clearly, she just doesn't know. And, it, you know... Mm-hmm. And I think there are a lot of ways you can talk about it. Like, you know, why doesn't she give him, you know, why doesn't she tell him this? Because he's already, by this point, he's kind of proven to be kind of a loose cannon. You know, it's right. pretty simple. You know, maybe, you know, it's not that he's necessarily untrustworthy. It's just like, if he if he knew, maybe he would do something stupid. Now, as it turns out, wasn't the right call either because he still does something stupid. Uh-huh. But Holdo isn't like a perfect character, you know, just speaking of it, but it's sort of like, I think that there's like an important message there about like what she's trying to do, which is just to save people to not, it's not about fighting back. It's about just trying to save as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, even if her, which was kind back. of the message, yeah. you know,
2: wasn't that the whole thing is that that's more mm-hmm. about like saving the people as opposed to like, I guess the whole thing is just like fighting till the end or anything like that. It's it's right. You know, right.
1: right. Yeah. And that was the message with, you know, for when Rose, when she like stopped Finn and doing his, like, you know, heroic sacrifice. Like, the message was, like, you know, it's not about, you know, like, like sacrificing yourself and, and like, winning the fight. It's about surviving, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, saving as many lives as possible.
0: Right. You know, the truth is, I think that's a good message. You know, self-sacrifice, I think, is a kind of a dangerous idea to give people, you know, to sort of say, like, this is how to, be a hero, you have to sacrifice yourself,
1: right? And I mean, it's not like the movie was that was totally absent in the movie, you know. I mean, both both um Rose's sister, who like essentially sacrifices herself, and then obviously Laura Dern's character, Admiral Hodo, uh, what's her name? Hodo. Holdo. Holdo. Yeah, yeah. She she yeah. sacrifices herself, but like in a sense, like she she can do that. Like she's like, I get to do this because. I'm the leader. I'm in charge. Like none of the rest of you are going to sacrifice yourselves. So like, she's not doing it as
0: sort of like, well, this is the last ditch effort to do things. It's, it's intentionally, you know, it's like, I'm doing this to keep people alive type of thing. And it's not like I'm doing the heroic self-sacrifice. It's, it's like, you know, the last ditch effort to do, just to slow them down type of thing. It's, you know, yeah. I think it's like, it's about meaningless self-sacrifice is the problem. Cause you know, the truth is, if Finn had you know ran into that gun, it do- it probably wouldn't have done anything. It seems like you know, it's it's sort of like the idea yeah. maybe it wouldn't have helped. You know, uh, right. I mean, we don't we yeah. don't know. We don't know, but, but I, I think...
1: do yeah, yeah. I do I do want to talk a little bit more about sort of Admiral Holdo's rejection of Poe, mm-hmm. and 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 like the rejection of you know the like cowboy who like mm-hmm. comes in and saves the day. You know, which basically had been like in the tradition of, of what Star Wars was all about. You know, you have Han Solo and Luke just like you know like coming in and and having like their little you know halfway thought out plan, and they just like improvise and you know and it always works and they always save the day and and you know uh, Admiral Holdo is saying no, like that's we're not doing that, like that's that's not a good plan, and like you know, that's not what we're about. You know, some cowboy saving the day. Like, we're we're about surviving and regrouping, and you know, and like actually, like like having a plan that's about saving lives instead of losing lives. Hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. No. it's it's interesting because like, um, because I mean th- that's a trope that exists just in. You know, <laughs> action movies in general, mm-hmm. or action things in general. Just, just you, you're right about that. I didn't even think about that, but you're right about like the thing about you know, you do noble self-sacrifice thing. But it's also like, but again, because it's kind of, it's kind of by 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 subverting it, you're putting, you're giving kind of a lot of, you're giving a lot of humanity and dignity to to the people themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Because in a sense, it's like you're expendable for this greater good of the people who are the people. But it's like those people, are they better? Are they not? Are they just this idea as opposed to like here are these individual people that we actually care about? And and I guess it did start with the self-sacrifice because Rose's uh, sister died, right? right? But so it like, was a, so that like,
0: one was a pointless self-sacrifice. Right. You know, like, yeah, you destroyed this one ship, but you lose a lot of a people and you lose a lot of bombers in the effort. You know, it yeah, it kind of, you know, it's it's funny when you think about, like, that cowboy thing kind of reminds me of, like, of Die Hard, you know, where you remember, you know, the it's like, you fancy yourself a cowboy, Mr. Dameron. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like there's, like, that that was definitely pushing that kind of narrative. Was, was that your Alan Rickman impression? No, was, yeah, you know. No, Mr. Dameron. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: a little bit obviously. more Snape.
0: A little bit more Snape. Uh, but, yeah.
2: yeah uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm doing the line just because that's Sam's favorite line. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's, it's, yeah it's really, it's really great, really great. Um, <laughs> well but, but but Luke does do that at the end I mean, he does do the
0: self-sacrifice thing at the end though
2: technically yeah, but he's one who he
0: really does it it's also not a pointless one either right. I think it's you know, I think that's kind of the idea that we're like talking about here is like you know at the beginning you know there is this idea that Poe is thinking yeah this is this is just the way to do it and if you gotta kill yourself and people under you to do things yeah. that's what you do you know it's like that's no that's wrong think about it this way who has pushed that narrative i'll tell you who zap renegade from futurama you know and he's like he's like when they fought against <laughs> and that's what he's talking about when they fought against the robot alliance he was like we just sent wave after wave of men until their kill count finally <laughs> ran out and that was it and you know it's like okay you see that's that's not really the the right message you want as a leader which is why at the end when there's like 20 people left and he's like, "Let's go!" And like, people look to Leia. He's like, "Should we follow him?" He's like, "Yes." Okay, now you can kind of and trust actually, him. Actually, you know, what's so. interesting
2: about that is Rogue One had the opposite message. <laughs> actually, strangely enough, um, right? I mean, that was that was it's that was true, was. But and, and not, one... maybe not
1: totally. Which I,
2: I, 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 obviously I love Rogue One the most, but uh, or as one of the most, but it it kind of was the opposite.
1: It's true, it's true. But Rogue One was specifically about a suicide mission. Right. Like, they knew it was a suicide mission, and that was, like, the whole point.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So, and it's okay for, like, different Star Wars movies to have different themes, I think. You know, like, especially Rogue One is is not part of, like, the mainline story. You know, it's, it's kind of its own thing.
2: No, no, and I guess, I guess, is... I mean, is the first order are they as powerful as the empire was? I don't think they're at that point in or am I totally wrong? It's not clear. yeah, but they, don't, they, don't, they don't really emphasize that part of it. That's what I said about the kind of the um, intimate feel of it. it.'s like a, it's a different sort of feel. Like you get the sense it is more about like the in some sense it's, it's about these interactions between those, those characters sort of like um, like as opposed to because it's kind of like a family brawl. To a certain degree, mm-hmm. is kind of is kind of what it is. As opposed to here's here's mm-hmm. the Empire versus the the
0: the the rebels. It's like,
2: you know, I, I don't know. Do you guys see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm not sure if I really agree with that. Well, okay. well let me all right, let me ask board. you this. Did you catch Joseph Gordon-Levitt's cameo? Mm-mm. Well,
1: no. Have you I guys, did
0: not. Have you guys seen Looper? Yes. I'm not because so Joseph Grolevitz was in that, of course. Right. So yes, I did see that. He has a and he was in Brick, which was uh, one of Ryan Johnson's early movies as well. Yes. So he has basically he's the guy who's like, you know, you can't you can't park here. That was him.
1: Oh, that was really
0: yeah. <laughs> That's
1: funny. That cool. I thought that character was so weird. I was like, why does he have a weird like Southern accent?
0: Yeah, well, now we know it's because Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Now Gordon I know! Leavitt, because, it's because he,
1: it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
0: And he loves his stupid accents. He really <laughs> does, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's been proven by this point that Joseph Gordon-Levitt loves to do his weird voices, like, you know, he did it in Looper, you know, he did it, um, in, uh, what do you call it? Uh, blah, blah, blah. What's that movie? The, the one that I like with Charles Johansson. You know who I'm talking about. Don uh, John, John. Yeah, yeah, John yeah. John. Well, you know, that's you know, right. He does do an accent the does, whole He does. He's, a, he's a, This is how Italian talk. Well, he he's he's the situation. I mean, that's right. that's
2: his thing. Oh, yeah.
0: Basically, when, when he was in that yeah. other movie about the you know the French guy who climbs he walks between the you know twin towers. puts on these French accent. This is totally how he talked. You know, it's like okay, right. yeah, I get it. I get it. You you love you love to change your voice, but. Mm. <laughs> um, now, here here's something I wanted to ask you. Like, what do you think, you know, you guys are familiar with the concept of, like, ships, right? Like, you know, shipping, <laughs> right? Oh, oh, okay. I was like, you know what a ship
1: is, right? <laughs> So, yes. you know, a large yeah. boat like yes. this movie. Played, I know all about the shipping wars.
0: Yeah, I feel like this movie played up, like, uh, quite a few sort of, like, let's try to make things a little sexy type things, like, all the time. Like, obviously there was the Kylo ren Ray thing, which is like, you know, they show him shirtless. She's like in mm-hmm. the rain. It's like, mm-hmm. Right. You know, there is the thing at the very beginning where, you know, uh, BB-8's like, what, Finn's naked? You know, it's like, okay, okay, I get it. And then, like, there's the thing where, like, Poe Dameron's, like, you know, confronting Holo and it's like, she's like, you know, a foot taller, and it's like, hmm, am I crazy so, or are these guys about so to make she- out? <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Who are you saying? Uh, no, no, no. I'm wh- just talking. Wh- what's your about, question? I'm saying, like, did you guys notice this? Like, as I feel like I felt like all these. No, I mean, I, there. I, I
2: noticed it. I noticed. I noticed. You know, I noticed between uh, Ray and Kylo, definitely they were they were kind of um, like it seemed like they were like kind of like like hinting at stuff, but like not totally. But that's not what the whole thing was about. That, 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 that's actually kind of what I liked about the uh, the, the relationship—that it was kind of nuanced. You weren't really sure what their relationship with each other is. You know what I mean? And that's what I that's what I liked. I mean, I'm sure in the fanfic world, like, there's a lot of shipping going on. But, um... I don't,
1: I don't think this is fan shipping. I think it was explicit that there was supposed to be sexual tension between Poe and Holdo. I think that <laughs> oh, was okay. that, that was yeah. like. That was yeah, not subtext. Yeah. That was on the surface.
0: <laughs>
1: well, or was is it like just anyway.
0: Is it just because Oscar Isaac kinda is like that with everybody?
1: Well, yeah. I mean it's it's partly that, <laughs> and I think it was partly, you know, because they kind of wanted to show the way that like like so Holdo was basically like completely rejecting, you know, um um Poe's like whole like cowboy attitude. But at the same time, it shows that she like admires his his like gumption
0: Right, well, they, you know, yeah, that's true. They,
1: they had the whole they, thing with They kind Leia, of right? that she, like, sees yeah. him as a, as a potential leader. Like, not, he's not a leader yet, but he could become a leader. Right. But also, it was pretty clear that, that she was into him. Like, she pretty much straight out says it. And, like, she kind of, like, looks at Carrie Fisher, and Carrie Fisher's like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Right, he's like, I like him. He's oh, like, Carrie. Well, that's right. He's like, I like him. He's like, so, like, I like him, too. He's like, mm mm-hmm. if you know what I mean, I do... <laughs> 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 yeah i mean you know uh, he's I, kind I, of a <laughs> uh,
2: kind of like those solo type guys if you know what i mean well right. solo well Get so, it? he's just like him
0: speaking of like some of the meta stuff you know there's something i mentioned to benj which i i can't take complete credit for but I, li- I like that there's like a lot of characters that think they're in a certain movie but they're not like it seems like You know that Snoke thinks he's in like essentially *Empire Strikes Back*. He's like, I still, I've I've got at least one movie left to figure things Mm -hmm. out. But what he doesn't realize is that well, this isn't exactly the same as the original trilogy. So you're not into *Empire Strikes Back*. You know, you're kind of in something else. You know, and I think that's kind of like that's part of the let's move on, you know, thing. He's like, yes, Mm -hmm. you know, learn from your failures like the prequels. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, you know, it's like you don't don't lose that the track of the legend that matters. You know, you're kind of like you're connected to the original, but you're still going. There's like I feel like there is like a that kind of meta note. But what's weird is that I feel like it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way subconsciously. Now yeah, mm-hmm. I have had some interesting conversations. I've had people who argued with me and essentially all of their complaints were very subjective someone said i don't like that holdo had purple hair fine (laughs) that's a stupid complaint you know or people like i just didn't i just don't like finn okay well i don't think that's racist but maybe it is but you know and it's like if you just didn't like his character arc that's fine because if you just didn't like it you didn't like it you know there's a lot of like you know but the thing is like there's a lot of things that you know, there are a lot of complaints that people have that are just wrong. Like people who say this is a plot hole, which is not a plot hole. You know, but there, there's a lot of subjective complaints where people just don't like things. Yeah,
2: well, we talked about the problem, the One of the problems they run into, of course, is because this is beyond just like you know so, something that has a cult following. I mean, yeah. it's 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 to the level of like if you could say technically the Beatles have a cult following, but they have more than a cult following. So like, well, so like yeah. this is woven into the culture. So and they have their cult, their various stages and levels of people in terms of their their cult following ness. Um, yeah. Uh, so so like you have people so attached to it because people, I mean, people like look up to some of the movies. I mean, for for some people, it's like their you know, it's like their favorite thing about life is is Star Wars. You know, or or close to that. Yeah. So I mean, well, that's that's one of the problems you run into, um, you know, yeah. when you're trying to do this, which which we talked about before, about like trying to play this game of like, of like, you know, what risks do you take, what you don't, and and what you're trying to you know please and and, and not, um, you know, um. Right. So I I that's I, that's why I sort of mentioned in the beginning how like since I don't it's I, I don't have as many issues with anything they any risks they take or any changes they make because i'm not as attached to the to the movies but um but i understand kind of the emotional reaction a lot of people have to it
1: all right well I, me, it's it's kind of tough for me to talk about this because like mm-hmm. because i've avoided spoilers i've also tried to avoid any knowledge of like mm-hmm. what what problems people had with the movie um so i, I kind of have to guess As to why people didn't like this movie And my guess is that Thematically it kind of Diverged from like a lot of the themes Of earlier Star Wars movies about Destiny and heroes and Heroic sacrifice and You know um, Like long shot Plans that like Succeed against the odds And you know and things like that and this movie like Rejected all of that And basically Mm -hmm. said no Like that's not what this movie's about Plus, you know, having having like Kylo Ren as the villain, who's like a villain that you actually like, you know, can identify with and, and maybe even root for, weirdly enough. Yeah. Um Was yeah. also like, you know, like a complex think, villain who's not just pure evil.
2: Yeah. I, I definitely think I think I think he has been I think a lot of ways that character has been um the source of a lot just from what I've heard. I don't know if, if it's by and large, I haven't, you know, done studies on it, but it seems like um, Kylo Ren is short, in some sense the source of a lot of you know, fans' anger and stuff because, again, it's like people want, kind of wanted him to be the next Darth Vader, and that's kind of the point in a meta way, that he, he was wanted to be but the thing yeah. is, is like, yeah, is the whole point a, is
1: absolutely the point in the, in I mean, the you know, the meta they, story. Say the line, they, they say the
2: line, they say the line, the movie in this past movie, like, like take that ridiculous mask off. Yeah. No, but yeah, that's the whole point. Snoke is the one who says it. So, so it's kind of like one of these things. It's like, that's, That seems like that's kind of the whole point of what they're doing is just not having that, that archetype, uh, there of, you know, the, and, and, and then showing I mean the whole thing that that was genius about star Wars origin is because because they it was this badass like horrible uh person and then you when you see the turn at the end that he's really human that's like the you know that's that's the meaningful moment and so like there's some truth to that there could be something there but that's definitely a trope that's been played and played and overplayed and stuff so
3: mm-hmm.
2: um and and they're in an also unique position being how entrenched star Wars is in the culture that if they change the way they do things, that actually can influence how other, how other, um, how other works of art, how other stories um, treat their villains. Obviously, it's not the first time they show a complex, conflicted, you know, maybe even somewhat relatable uh, antagonist. But, but, um, but, I, you know, I, I liked it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I liked how they did that. I thought it was interesting. I also just like Adam Driver a lot. I mean that's that's a big part of it too. I think I think he's kind of uniquely. He's not the only one clearly capable of this, but but he is one of the uh, fewer I think actors who could pull off this sort of role, have those sorts of mixes you know within his character.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot of issues out there. I mean, some of them are like nitpicks. You know, people just have like an issue with this little thing here and there. uh, You know, but. You know, it's sort of like okay. Here's one: people really didn't like um, Leia being able to survive in space.
2: Yeah, a lot of
0: people had an issue with that. But. <laughs> because it's like, how could she was never trained? So how could she? How could she was able to do anything? Well, you
1: know, so that's so, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, heard, I, heard I, heard I feel like that's a dumb, I, First of all, just for the record, um, my understanding of of science, and I could be wrong about this, but I believe that you can survive in space. For like a few seconds or, or like a minute or something without immediately dying um you know well that wasn't and the, like
0: i think the issue was that she did anything with the force which i think is stupid because even in the original trilogy you know it's clear that she had something and i think the idea and, about, yeah
3: they
1: made it clear that she know, also you know is has like whatever force ability and like this movie takes place 30 years later yeah so yeah yeah, of course she probably, like, spent some time, like, you know, learning how to do stuff like that. And, well, and even if she didn't, yeah. like, maybe it was also, just pure Also, possibly Luke instinct. showed her. I mean, there's, there's all sorts like, of possibilities. Like, yeah. even, if, even if she didn't know how to do it, like, like you know, people do things on instinct. Right. Like, you know, it's not, whatever. In the whatever, moment of A dumb,
2: a
0: dumb complaint to me. Right. So let me give you a
1: few. I think it was just
2: her little po- literal position that I've heard described that she looked like, uh, you know, too much like Superman. Like, maybe yeah, there was so a little more struggle. I didn't care, but I but I'm just I could I could sort of see, yeah.
0: Well, okay, so let me give you a, f- a few little last pieces of things that are interesting. Um, one interesting perspective I heard is um, the last Jedi is like a feast for crows of Star Wars.
2: No. <laughs> in, I, I would agree in that I liked it a lot and I enjoyed it. And, and people, people who don't hate like it. it I, I disagree. Sure.
0: No, that is my point. That's, okay, that, that, <laughs> that was the point feast I was Feast for crows making. is awesome. No, that's my point, is that people now. didn't like the new things they did with it. You know, and I think um I mean like here like, Peace for Crows is super awesome. Sam, people, what did you stupid. think of Ray's parents reveal?
1: I was surprised and I liked it. I
0: mm-hmm. think it made perfect sense, and if JJ J. Abrams goes back on that, I will have a lost more respect for him. But yeah, think, and
1: you know you know J. J. Abrams first of all, first of all, you know that he like we just wanted it to be a mystery in the first movie. Yeah. But you know that he wanted that mystery to to like mean something and to be important and he was I'm I'm 100% sure that JJ Abrams did not intend for Ray to her parents to turn out to have been like nobody and nothing. And that was something that that Ryan Johnson innovated. Right. And I thought it was great because it, this this movie doesn't just have to be about the Skywalker family, and yeah. it doesn't just have to be about, like, who who you're born to be, and your destiny, yep. and your parents like, yes,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
1: she is nobody from nothing, but, like she's also a hero, you right. know and I feel like that's, that's really that's kind of with, the, whole thing with the whole message too, the a whole big point. message of this movie, is that it doesn't matter who your parents are you know, like, what matters is, like, what you actually do with your life and anyone can choose to be a hero
0: right anyone can do something you know people can be connected to the force the force is awakening if you will in many people
3: oh, do, 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 do. Um,
0: <laughs> it's not really a pun i'm just like making a point
1: that you know there is a... i did like that the movie did they they, they did the title drop um yeah, where they actually like say the name of the movie um close and to the said, end he said
2: he said he right. said it's not and he said it's not even true right was not the whole right. thing they said they said
0: Right, yeah. you know, like you say, the point is, you know, like Luke was saying, force doesn't just belong to the Jedi, it can belong to other people, which is right. why that like, that final moment of the kid was so important, because that's kind of wrapping up the theme. You know, he has the force powers. I assume you noticed that, Sam, right? That he had force powers, the kid?
1: Oh, yes, the kid with the broom. Yeah, I mean, it's, right, it's, okay. very, yeah.
0: it's very obvious, but I guess in my head I
2: was thinking... I guess I sort of I sort of missed that idea because I was thinking, oh, he's gonna be like another like Luke Skywalker. But you're probably right. I mean, he might he might be a character.
1: Yeah, um, it's but, more like yeah. Like we he's, don't know he's... we don't know if that kid is gonna matter or not. But I yeah. think the point is just like there are people out there who a like you know know about the 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 resistance and believe in it, and B are connected to the Force and right. they're just out there. They're anybody. They could be anywhere, but they're mm-hmm. they're there.
0: Hmm. all right so let's 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 finish this off by doing like our kind of ranking where we think all the movies are now so we have you know if you look at all the movies you've got one through six right you know. right you got you know your classic you know the phantom jar jar then you have attack of the sand which gets everywhere <laughs> phantom jar jar Right, the phantom
2: oh the phantom oh got
0: it got it right um you get uh
2: why didn't they have a jar jar versus darth maul fight Uh, uh, that
0: would have saved everything i think lucas actually did plan for jar jar to be more involved but uh he there was enough time after the phantom menace came out before he started uh filming the next one that he actually was able to change the script so hmm is my hmm comment all right then you have Revenge of the Sith, you know, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. And you're
2: not you're not including the uh, the uh, like Clone Wars stuff.
0: No Clone Wars, no Ewoks, no only, holiday special.
2: Only, only theatrical releases. Yeah,
0: right. Only theatrical. You know, Wait, releases. you don't
2: want the holiday special? Come on, Jeremy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Force Awakens, and Run Rogue One, and Last Jedi. So there are nine total. So. What do you guys think? So, do you, well, how would you rank those? Now, I can tell you, you know, for me, yeah, go ahead. it's easy to put Attack of the Clones at the very bottom, and hmm. then after that it is pretty simple too, which is Phantom Menace, because although there's more good pieces than Revenge of the Sith in it, uh, the bad parts really tear it down. Like remember we were talked about how like there's that fan edit that like gets rid of Jar Jar and suddenly the movie is quite watchable, yeah. But the problem is that's not what the movie is, so it's it would be unfair for me to judge it like mm-hmm. that. So I got to yeah. put it down there. But Attack of the Clones is just a it's just horrible. But and I put Revenge of the Sith above that. Above that I put, I would say. Rogue One. Then above that I put Return of the Jedi. Then no yes no yeah i do then force awakens above that then new hope then empire that's my order
1: you're gonna jeremy i hope when you uh when you put it together uh this video for youtube i hope that you're gonna you're gonna put a graphic with like a listing because it's <laughs> it's a little hard to follow which movies you rank where
0: all right well i'll think about it all right uh you guys
2: do you guys have you your... make them appear really quick on the screen every time you say it Elbow. <laughs> maybe all right yeah. what do you think
3: um
1: Okay, Benji, uh, you, you go. Yeah, ahead.
2: yeah, yeah. I guess I'll go ahead. Okay, so so full disclosure and I need to do this. I think I've only seen Empire all the way through once in my life. So I need to revisit that. So that's kind of floating around there. It's probably in the top three. Okay. So let me let me let me do that. I'd agree with you. I think I guess Attack of the Clones is bottom for me. Um I mean, I know you put Rogue higher, of course, than I do. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. I mean, obviously, Deadpool is my number one. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Starpool. <laughs> Attack, Starpool. He would be great in the universe. Okay, so um, uh, Attack of the Clones, above that, uh, Phantom Menace. Um, above that, Revenge of the Sith. Um, above that, Force Awakens. Above that, um above that uh uh last jedi above that a new hope above that return of the jedi and then again i haven't seen empire in a long time so i'm going to put
0: but either one or two is rogue one mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. interesting so you put you put last jedi below all the original mm-hmm. okay and Definitely. You put uh you put rogue one all, maybe above everything interesting very interesting yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah, uh, I yeah. I really don't agree, but that's fair enough. All right, Sam, what do you think?
1: So, my ranking, um, first of all, episodes one through three are obviously on the bottom, and, like, it doesn't even really matter what order they're in.
0: Time yeah, for I last. Kind of fair enough. Because
1: yeah. those three are just, like, nowhere near any of the rest of the movies. Um, yeah. Next, after that one, is probably The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um then Rogue
3: One
1: mm-hmm. Um, then I think Return of the Jedi and then the Last Jedi and then the top two are um Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. Probably Empire as like the absolute number one, but like Star Wars and, and Empire are pretty much tied for the top two spots. Yes. Yeah, but I, Wars... I put Last Jedi, I put Last Jedi as, as number three. I I really uh, like
0: this stuff this is a good uh, good little bit of diversity there we obviously all think starting from like basically original trilogy and then Force Awakens on are all at the very least good you know so it's sort of like there's like a giant leap from prequels to the rest but you know (laughs) what a surprise right okay uh, any last thoughts on The Last Jedi I like. Um, what do you guys think?
2: Do you guys agree with that whole thing I said about the tone and the mood of it? That kind of like non epic, intimate thing. Like I just think is interesting. You guys didn't really mention anything about it when I said it.
0: Um, I don't. Th- I don't have a
2: problem with it. It's just. It's just. It's just. It's just less. I just. I, do you know what I mean? Just the feel is like less epic. Yeah.
0: I think there's a little bit of truth to that. Maybe that's one of the reasons. And again, I have no issue with it. It's just. It's just interesting. Okay. <laughs> any, yeah, any last I, Feelings here? Um,
1: Any last feelings I guess I just want to say again How much I loved Adam Driver In this movie mm-hmm. And and yeah. I really think in some ways He even like carried the movie And he's probably like You know one of the best villains mm-hmm. You know that we've seen I mean it's, it's hard to top yeah. Darth Vader as like the original Iconic villain but like You know, but like he's he really is is way up there. And even if you go outside of Star Wars movies and just look at like villains of action movies in general, I think he would be very, very high towards the top of the list.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You look at like a lot of the nerd movie stuff, you know. They yeah. don't usually have as much interesting complexity, you know, as Kylo Ren, yeah. where you're kind of like, I kind of want him to be on the side of the good guys at times, you know. That's what right. him, It makes it a lot more interesting.
2: Yeah, he plays with your emotions a bit. Like yeah. sometimes you're like, oh, he's such an asshole, and then sometimes you're like, oh, he's kind of just a troubled, a troubled guy.
0: Yeah. Right. Where like you never think Admiral Hugs. You're like, y'all, y'all, you are like you 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 do not care about him <laughs> at all. You're like, whatever, <laughs> screw him, screw Hugs or yeah. or Porker. And and also, oh, I have
1: I have one additional thought, yeah, which is that I appreciated the number of women in this movie, and like the women in like in positions of authority and power, and like different different ways that like women were important in this movie because that is one thing that Star Wars has generally struggled with. They've always had like one woman,
3: yeah, you know, one
1: like like the original series and Rogue One, and you know, I mean, I guess the Force Awakens had two, but like. Pretty much just like one or two women who are of significance, and this movie actually had a bunch, which yeah. which was nice. That's yeah,
2: and, and 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 Jeremy and I have talked about this. Like in the Star Wars world, there's there's really like, you know, unless you're talking about family members with each other, like you can cast anyone as anything, really, because mm-hmm. it's not it's not a very like it's it's a made up world. So there's 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 no reason, you know, you need to cast someone as looking a certain way or not, especially because consider how many how many aliens are cast, you know. Yeah. different creatures so
3: exactly yeah. yeah
0: yeah all right well this was a good discussion you know thanks for coming out guys and uh you know Star- may the nerd be with you yeah, yeah. that's right uh <laughs> Yeah, so, thanks
1: for uh, thanks for having me on your podcast, guys. Yeah, well, you're been, welcome. It's been
2: great having you. Glad you could weigh in, you know, <laughs> yeah. to our our little our little fun podcast that Jeremy and I do exclusively.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's How, right. The that Star was Wars podcast. years ago,
2: right? That Jeremy and I just did one without you. <laughs> it was two years ago,
0: yes, because that was Force Awakens. Was that right? Was it the Star- Force Awakens? Yes, it was the Force Awakens. Oh man. Yes, I thought <laughs> you, <laughs> you were <the> bastards. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we brought you on as a guest. All right. right. Guys, all right. All right. All right. All right. Enough. All right. Star nerd you, star nerd you later, guys.
1: May the nerd all be right. with you. Nerd you later. Yes. May the nerd be with you.
0: Okay.